The biggest, most politically influential Protestant group in the United States has been purging itself of churches that ordain women. The Southern Baptist Convention is a religious powerhouse, 13 million members. Many Southern Baptists are also ground troops in the Republican Party. Well, now the convention also wants to change its constitution to exclude any church where women hold a position of pastor. Professor Susan Shaw teaches women's studies at Oregon State University and is herself an ordained Baptist minister. Back in the 60s, when the first woman was ordained, there really wasn't much of a flap over it. And then in the 70s and early 80s, a lot of women started going to seminary professing a call to ordained ministry. And that's when it really became an issue. So the convention then passed a resolution that said women shouldn't be essentially senior pastors, so the sort of head of the pastoral staff. Technically, the Southern Baptist Convention can't tell any local church what to do. And so the only power they have is to kick them out of the convention because they can't control them. And that's what we saw happen this summer. But the shift has been with this new trend toward kicking churches out and changing the Constitution is to exclude women from any role that has the term pastor in it, even if it's a children's pastor. They try to use the Bible to explain why they believe that and to say that Paul said that women were to keep silent in the church and that women weren't to have authority over men. But more moderate Baptists don't read the Bible that way. They read it to be much more egalitarian, but those are the people who are being slowly kicked out. Mm. The Southern Baptist Convention is, I think, still the biggest Protestant denomination in the United States. I'm assuming, Susan, it has millions of women as members of the church. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the largest Protestant denomination. It's shrinking, as is most religious traditions. And I think this is going to probably speed up that exodus a little bit. And it's interesting because a lot of women go along with this. A lot of women agree with it. Uh, The convention also passed a resolution and changed its statement of faith back in the 90s, I think it was, or early 2000s, you know, to say that wives were to submit to their husbands. And again, women had leading roles in actually passing that. And so there's this language about submission. I think, though, that there are women who will have a call to ministry who feel that they need to leave or there are other women who will push back against this and men as well. I know that this is creating great conflict. And we'd already fought these battles in the 80s. And so a lot of moderates left then. We're just seeing an ever narrowing range of what's acceptable for women to do in churches and in homes. Yeah, well, this is the, the, I guess, the really powerful point, because I'm assuming the Southern Baptist Convention as an organization is following the same trajectory as most Christian denominations in that it is not only a majority of people who attend the church that are women, but they're probably the most active lay people. How does it square having a very active female membership with this crackdown on women being ordained with any title that has pastor in it? 
quite a few years ago, I wrote a book on Southern Baptist women, and I interviewed about 160 women who were current and former Southern Baptists. And the most conservative of them <laughs> told me things like, well, well, what one said was, you know, man may be the head, but woman's the neck that turns him. And I think that's a lot <laughs> of what goes on is that you have these women, they're very practical. What they'll say is, okay, if men can be the head of things, that's fine, but we know how to get what we need within this tradition. I had another participant in that study say, you know, that manipulation is a tool born of oppression. And I think she was right that women have learned how to work within that framework of male authority and still do what they want. Uh, The difficulty is going to be now for the women who feel strongly a call to ordain ministry, though. And a lot of those actually weren't even ordained. Women who are called children's pastors or things like that weren't necessarily ordained. Um, It's something about that title that they're after now because they think it conveys authority. The church at the centre of this latest controversy is the Saddleback Church in California. Why is that so significant, Susan? Well, it's one of the largest churches in the Southern Baptist Convention. And I think maybe the reason it has been considered such a threat is its former pastor, Rick Warren, was a leader. So many other churches, of course, aspired to be like Saddleback. And Rick Warren says that through his reading of the Bible through the years, he had a change of conviction about the role of women. And at Saddleback, we're not talking about women as a, as senior pastors yet. I mean, these were just women with pastoral roles on the staff and the title of pastor. And so I think having a church that is so large, that had been so aspirational for so many other churches, and then have this major leader in the convention have a change of heart was an incredible threat. So I think that's why Saddleback had to be dealt with in such a decisive manner. Yeah, I don't think that the Saddleback Church and the former pastor, as you said, uh, Rick Warren, could be called liberal. He did famous, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, he did famously give a prayer at Barack Obama's inauguration in 2008. And I think he was very strong on climate change. He spoke of care for the creation, but he's not a liberal Protestant. So if they're chucking out Rick Warren and the 19,000 members, I think, of Saddleback, how <laughs> How much of a setback is that to the whole Southern Baptist Church? Because in other areas like race relations, certainly in fits and starts, it was starting to liberalise. But we see it going back on that because one of the controversies that has emerged is a recognition that probably a disproportionate number of churches that could be affected by this are black churches because they have a number of women on staff with the title of pastor. And we've seen a lot of things in recent years with this current right-wing leadership that indicates that they're backsliding on these issues of race. Yeah, I mean, Rick Warren is hardly a liberal. I mean, what's interesting for me to watch this is that a lot of the people who have been pushed out recently are people who had benefited by the fundamentalist takeover of the Southern Baptist Convention that happened in the 80s and 90s when truly moderate and progressive Baptists were pushed out by the fundamentalists. And now they have begun to fight with among themselves. And these people, they're calling them woke. These people are not woke. <laughs> they're still incredibly 
conservative theologically, but there are just a few differences. And at this sort of moment in American culture, those are differences that get identified as somehow being liberal and woke, which is not necessarily true. I think this is all about power anyway. I don't think it's about theology. I think it gets framed as theology, but I think it's really about who has power. Susan, by the way, you're not just a professor. You're also, or you were, an ordained Southern Baptist pastor. Um, What's your situation now? (laughs) Well, I'm still ordained because, again, that theology that says, you know, everything happens in the local church means that if a local church ordains you, your ordination goes with you and only that local church could take it back. And I was a member of a quite progressive church that ordained me. I joined the United Church of Christ, which is the most progressive denomination in the United States. It was the first to ordain women, the first to accept LGBT people as full members and ministers. And I've held on to my ordination because at the core, I am Baptist. I tell people I'm a Baptist in exile in the United Church of Christ. (laughs) Professor Susan Shaw of Oregon State University.